0: This is Tekken Lo-fi, The Tekken lore and lo-fi mashup you never knew you needed. And this is part two of our series on Kazuya Mishima, his story. In case you're new to the podcast, each character gets a four-part series dedicated to them. For the story episode, we take traditional Tekken lore and expand upon it in a fan fiction sort of way. The peripheral details remain true to Tekken, but we fill in some of the gaps left to us by the writers. And one of those gaps for Kazuya is, what was it like to return home after being thrown off a cliff? Often we skip from the moment he fell to the Tekken 1 tournament where he exacts revenge on Heiachi, his father. But. There's a strange history of coming home and suffering years of additional abuse. So today, we're going to address Katsuya's humiliating return home. But before we do, I want to hear from you guys. What do you guys think about this podcast? Leave a comment so I can continue to improve and give you more of what you want. A listener I want to give a special shout out to is G. Thank you for the encouraging words. I plan on doing this podcast for the foreseeable future, so I hope I can keep providing content that you and others enjoy. Now let's get to the episode. Part 1 – Confronting a Killer Katsuya was startled awake by a noise in the distance. He jumped off his sleeping mat and headed outside to see what was happening. Another violent sound, and from the dojo, the faint sound of yelling bounced off the drops of rain and into Katsuya's ears. He hastened his pace as he ran towards the conflict. Lightning flashed across the entrance and it looked as though his father was fighting his mother, but that wouldn't make sense. They loved each other. He finally reached the open door and peered inside. At that moment, he realized he wasn't mistaken. His father Heiachi landed a violent demon's breath blow to the chest of his mother Katsumi. She hit the wall and fell to the ground. But something strange happened. Katsumi, with wings like fire, levitated high in the air, almost brushing up against the ceiling. A red beam shot out from her and almost struck Heiachi. He dove across the floor just in time to evade the potentially fatal strike. With a turn of his torso and a violent uppercut, Heiachi thrust his fist into Kazumi's diaphragm, taking the wind from her body. She flew through the air and collapsed on the ground a few meters away. There lay Kazumi, the loving, caring mother of Kazuya. Her form returned to its natural state. Maybe Kazuya was mistaken. Maybe his mind played tricks on him, and the fiery wings and red laser were just his mind trying to make sense of the fight that had taken place. But what was unmistakable was that his father was standing over her lifeless body. Not wanting to see anymore, Kazuya ran deep into the mountains and away from what had just taken place. He turned towards the dojo once more to see a flash of light erupt through the doors. He knew his mother was gone. Several days had passed, run away from your family forever or go back and confront your father. He looked into the puddle at his feet, his reflection staring back at him. As though he was being confronted by his very soul, he knew he had no choice but to go back and take a stand against Heiachi. Murderer! Blazing hot tears streamed down Katsuya's face as he ran towards Heiachi. You killed her! How could you? He punched his father over and over again, but they had no effect. Heihachi just stood there quietly. By the time Kazuya had exhausted himself, he looked up at his father. He had initially assumed his father's silence was out of shame, but when he looked into his eyes, he saw something more sinister. It was as though Heihachi was pondering something. Heihachi grabbed him and took him to a flat area overlooking the valley below. Fight me. Let's see if you're strong enough to be worthy of the Mishima name, he challenged Katsuya. Katsuya knew he stood no chance, but he wasn't backing down, despite having no energy left in his body. The duel was over before it started. Heiachi picked Katsuya off the ground and hoisted him over his shoulder. He walked to the edge of the cliff, and just before he tossed Katsuya over the edge, he whispered to him. If you're meant to be my successor, you'll find your way back. If not, you were never my son to begin with. Part 2. A New Sparring Partner Katsuya woke to the sound of birds singing outside his room. The open wall panels made this kind of thing a ritual, Birds chirping, wake up, train, eat, sleep, repeat. In the midst of those familiar notes, he heard something different this morning. An aggressive shouting was coming from the dojo, but the pitch was several octaves too high to be coming from Heiachi. No one beat Kazuya to the training ground. Intent on growing strong enough to defeat his father, Kazuya usually trained for an hour or two before Heiachi would wander over to the dojo. That's when the real training would begin, but sometimes training more closely resembled being handed another beatdown. Regardless, Kazuya was leaving a few more cuts on Heiachi as the years since the fall had passed. Today, Kazuya was second to the training ground. A young boy was already drenched in sweat, blood trickling down his knuckles from the repeated collisions against the wooden post. Kazuya immediately assumed the position at a neighboring post and started punching it over and over again, as if trying to catch up to the amount of blood loss as this newcomer. Heihachi, like clockwork, ambled down to the bench next to the training ground about an hour later. Out of the corner of Kazuya's eye, he could see his father grinning. This annoyed Kazuya to no end, as if it wasn't humiliating enough to be training under the murderer of his mother or to be taking orders from the man who tried to kill him. He had to witness some random kid standing next to him to the satisfaction of his father. Heiachi stood up and raised his hand to get the two to stop training. Kazuya, meet Lee Chaolan. Lee, meet Kazuya Mishima. You are brothers, but more importantly, you will be training together to see who can become the superior fighter. Kazuya had a rage inside of him that he was quite adept at controlling. He gained more than determination and a second chance at life after he was thrown from the cliff. He carried a darkness inside of him that could overtake him at a moment's notice. Every day of training was not just an exercise in getting stronger, it was an exercise at keeping the devil inside of him at bay. He knew that if he truly wanted to defeat Hayachi, he needed his human form to be strong, not just to rely on his newfound partner. He turned to Lee bowed and then took a strong step toward him with a cocked fist. As he summoned all of the power inside of his body, his fist flew at Lee's face and then stopped. He looked down to see a foot in his ribs. Lee had kicked him so quickly he didn't even see it coming. It was apparent at this moment that before he could get to Heiachi, he needed to go through his new brother first. Part 3: Battle in the Bay. The sound of the foghorns off in the distance were being overwhelmed by the shouts of people gathered in front of the Franciscan Crab Restaurant in Fisherman's Wharf. A classic battle between the hometown hero and the outsider. Marshall Law, a restaurant worker in nearby Chinatown, up against Katsuya Mishima the rich young heir from Japan. Marshall had distinguished himself as a bit of a legend in the local tournaments, pooling his winnings in hopes to one day open his own dojo in the city. Kazuya had been making his rounds throughout Europe and North America, winning tournament after tournament. The winnings of prize purses from these fights were of no consequence to him. And money for a dojo was hardly pocket change. He and his opponent were from totally separate worlds, but on this day, they shared the same pavement. Law gave it everything he had, but there was something holding him back. He heard that this outsider was unbeatable. Under normal circumstances, a fighter of Law's caliber would be irrationally confident, enough to believe that he was capable of beating anyone, But this belief had already been shattered by a spectator at this very fight. This spectator was not just an acquaintance of Laws, but also his best friend. Paul Phoenix watched his friend struggle with the power and precision of Kazuya. There was no wasted movement or energy. Every punch and every kick had purpose. And the timing was impeccable. Kazuya deserved his flowers, and on this day he deserved to be crowned the champion in the Battle of the Bay. But he also deserved to go up against the best the Bay had to offer, and that meant a fight off the books against Paul. Long after the tournament was over, the money splurged on booze and women at a nearby bar, and the sun on its way up, Paul was standing in the parking lot waiting for Kazuya to emerge. Sure enough, Kazuya stumbled out of the door and down the steps into the parking lot. He landed at Paul's feet and laid there, as though he were about to drift off to sleep. Paul kicked him firmly in his side to wake him up. Kazuya frowned as he squinted up at Paul. He lowered his head back to the pavement and closed his eyes. Paul grunted, then kicked him again. This time, Kazuya shouted at Paul as he struggled to stand up. Do you know who you're messing with? Kazuya asked. Some champion, Paul remarked wryly. Katsuya didn't hesitate to unleash a demon uppercut aimed right at Paul's chin, but it never landed. Instead, Paul countered with his own hammer punch. Katsuya fell to the ground, but this time he got up immediately. Whatever alcohol was in his system seemed to evaporate in fury. Katsuya planted his foot and unleashed a combo of attacks that would leave anyone else utterly destroyed. But not Paul. Paul took Katsuya's best shots and was still able to get to his feet. The two of them were gridlocked in a battle that seemed impossible to gauge who had the upper hand. It was blow after blow, but neither opponent conceded victory to the other. After what seemed an eternity, both men were down to a knee with their arms hanging at their sides. They both would have been furious if not for the mutual respect they had gained for each other. They slowly got to their feet, smiled, and shook hands. At that moment, they noticed a black car parked nearby that wasn't there earlier. A man opened the door and got out. The car had a California license plate on it, but the man who stood there had a suit on with the Mishima Zaibatsu pin on his lapel. He had two envelopes in his hand. He walked slowly towards the two fighters and then handed them each a letter. They tore open the seals, and in unison read, Tekken, King of the Iron Fist. That's it for our episode on the Lorify story of Kazuya. If you made it this far, thank you. It's an honor to have you as a listener. If you like the podcast, please subscribe to get updates on future episodes and make sure to check back in for the rest of the Katsuya series. Stay tuned for more breakdowns of other Tekken characters. From the Lorefi League, get ready for the next battle.